Welcome to the Man Under Construction Podcast. So this is it. Well, we are back at it. We are here. I am here for round two. Back in this fight, ready to do this. And actually, I'm, I'm actually quite nervous, but that's okay. Usually when you try something new, you're a little nervous. But first thing first, I do want to thank God for giving me the chance to even be here. For giving me the chance to even speak to you, to share these things about myself. And without him and, and his mercy, his love for me, I would not be here. So God, I thank you for that. I want to give a special thank you, a special thank you to my wife, Sheila, who continues to support me 100%. And I, I mentioned uh, this story. I alluded to it in the first, and actually the preview for the podcast. And I shared that that she wasn't um, up until a couple of weeks ago. She wasn't following the Man Under Construction Instagram page, so she decided to open one and decided to follow it. And and later on that day, she calls me, and with emotion and tears in her voice, she she told me that she's very proud of me, and she told me that I inspired her. And that moment. When I heard the, when I heard those words come out of my wife's voice, I I just want to say that it was a beautiful moment, and I I realized that this is part of what being a man, being able to be an inspiration to your wife, to to your wife, to the one who sees you at your worst, the one who sees you at your best, to be that, to still be able to be an inspiration to her, that is beautiful, and that's what I want to share with with you or anyone who's listening out there that, that be that inspiration for the people around you. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And nowadays, if you want to know what society thinks of a man, just simply turn on your TV. It's usually uh, some bumbling dude that can't, that has no spine. He just works, shows up. The wife makes all the decisions, tells him what to do. That's really, that's what society wants you to think a man is. But you know, I, I beg to differ. I think being able to inspire your wife and being able to, to lead her to better things is, is what a true man is all about. So my wife, Sheila, I want to thank you for being there and thank you for your kind words that have pushed me to be a better individual and a better pers- person. I, I just want to say I love you and you're, you're hot and you're beautiful. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if she hears this, I'm totally scoring some brownie points. So um, let's move on. I've always been fascinated with with mountain climbing, hiking, and just simply being in you know outside in the outback. If if given a choice between Vegas or New York, or some major busy city, I'll I'll choose the mountain any day. When I when I go on vacation, I don't want to escape a busy life a busy life to get into something to you know go into something that's even more busy and come back just as or even more stress. I I should say, so. With that, I, I do uh, want to share a story. But before I go into the story, if, if you haven't seen, there's this movie called Free Solo. And it's about it's a documentary about Alex Honnold, who's a, a free solo uh, mountain climber. And he, he's the first guy to ever climb El Cap, which is in Yosemite, Yosemite Park. And he does this without rope, without rope. And he harnesses, he does this all on his own, almost a sheer rock face and just from pure will and and desire to want to do this this guy has has been the first one to to actually climb this rock face 
and it's just amazing to be just to view this to be able to see it's inspiring and yeah it's crazy not not a lot of people are going to do that i totally get that but to be able to see that this guy's will and the, to be able to separate fear from his mind is just incredible and if you haven't seen it i do recommend you check it out it's like it's totally awesome i'm well it could i could totally be biased because i don't like you know outdoor stuff so but it is it is totally awesome worth checking out so today's Men of the week, the men of the week. That's what I'm going to call this little uh, intro segment. It's uh, I do want to talk about different men and their incredible stories and share that with people and and extract the lessons and learn from them and and apply them to our lives. So this story is about it's about two men and they go by the name of Chris Bonington and Doug Scott. In 1997, they became the first mountain climbers to summit the infamous peak known as the Ogre in Pakistan. And they made it all the way to the top. They didn't have any trouble. They got to the top. It was during their descent that they had trouble. And Doug slipped and broke his legs, and Chris slipped up as well and ended up with several broken ribs. And the story goes on to say that Doug crawled for 12 days over rock and snow and ice to make it back down the mountain to, to try to get help. And he was only able to do that by focusing focusing on one feature at a time. One feature at a time. And that's that's one thing that I want to convey in, in these podcasts. You know, I'm injured emotionally. I'm injured mentally. But as we strive to be better men and better individuals, we got to do it one feature at a time. We got to do it one feature in our life at a time. And together we got this. Together we can get to one feature and then once we get to that one we can go to another one so we'll take it one day at a time and we and we can do this i know i i want to do this and we can do this on the last podcast i i shared a part of my story how i was left to attempt being a man at around 11 or so and how adult material slowly burrowed deep within and how it turned into an an inescapable addiction. How it turned into something that ruined my life and ultimately ruined my first marriage. And today, I would like to share the second part of that story with an emphasis on the emotional and, and mental aspect of it. And from the title of it, it's called guilt, uh, guilt, I'm sorry, guilt, shame, repeat. And that was my life. Day in and day out, week after week, which turned into years, that that was my reality. I know that this is mainly for men, but I, I've had some women reach out to me that they, if they could actually hear it, you know. But actually, yes, I want them to hear it. They need to know about the things that we're going through to be able to, to be able to be our helpmates and help us get through some of these things. So I would feel guilty and shameful, and then resolve to, to conquer this demon. And there, I would do well. I would do great. I would do great for a few days. And then I would relapse and find myself in the same pool of shame and guilt that I was there before, a few day, just a few days earlier. And that was, there were times I, I, I just concluded that this was my life. This is what my life amount, amounted to, just a life of misery going through the motions of shame and guilt. And during this time, 
my mind was continue my mind continued to be warped and my views distorted especially towards women and relationships it it got to the point it's horrible to say that i got to a point i couldn't even see an attractive woman i couldn't even look at at someone beautiful without my mind just going to some dark places and every time you see a guy out there doing this this is exactly what he's doing he's disrespecting her he's he's undressing her he's doing all these kinds of things with her in in his mind and and it's, it's perverse and i can say that this is exactly what they're thinking because i was there i was that guy i was the one doing that and there were times uh, there were actually there were a lot of times when i would just look in the mirror and i was i was totally disgusted with who i was i hated who i had become i knew what i was doing was wrong and i don't care about what what now you know progressive or liberal therapists say that you know this is uh, exploring that or looking at that is actually helpful for your your sexual life uh, you know that's not true that that is a bunch of lies i don't i don't care what they say that stuff destroys that stuff eats everything that means anything to you it it just ends up taking everything away and i can say that from experience that i have been there so my mind was was so so consumed during this time my mind was that's all i ever thought about i just thought about fulfilling my own needs and i lost time i lost time that i would i could never i lost so much time that i could never develop as a leader a loving father and husband and some of these lessons that, that I'm actually tackling now, I'm having to do them. I'm, ha- I'm I'm having to do them at the age of 38. I'm barely learning what a true leader is. But but now that I've I've recognized these things, I'm ready to learn and to receive these lessons. After my first divorce, I was I, I hit rock bottom. Everything was gone, and something had to give. So at that point, I decided to give everything I had to fighting this thing. I just, I didn't want to lose anything anymore. I, I was only seeing my daughter on the weekends. And, and guys, you know, the father-daughter relationship is, is beautiful. And, you know, daddy's little girl. So that was a constant reminder of not being able to see her every day. A constant reminder of my mistake. So I decided to give everything I had to, to fight back. And it worked. I was fighting it off off of pure will and and tired of the shame and the guilt. Tired of the sleepless nights. And yeah, that sounds like a, a great victory. Yeah, you know, you're not engaging it anymore. You're not you're not participating in it anymore. But was I really was I really conquering this thing? And the closest thing that I can describe it to is if you've ever seen Jurassic Park or any of the Jurassic Parks, there's always this particular scene that you have the characters in the movie holding the door and the raptors are on the other door and, and they're fighting to keep the door closed and the raptors are trying to budge the door open and it's a constant battle and that's exactly what it felt like. I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere. I, I was expending all my energy on trying to keep the door closed until I started to look a little deeper and explore why why I couldn't conquer this thing and it ended up being some some things in my life that I had to face back when I was 11. And it wasn't until then that I was able to finally understand and, and 
conquer this thing and finally say that, you know, this thing doesn't have a hold of me. So I'll leave that for now and I'll, I'll push it forward on the next podcast. And I would like to finally share how I was able to escape and, and move on from this thing. And I had to dig a little deeper and even, even analyze the material that I would watch. That's, that's how it all ties in together. From what you watch, from what you need, from things that happen, from not having a father, it all ties in together. And I want to bring it to a close on the next podcast. So I want to thank you for, for hearing this part of it out. But now, I don't want to leave on a bad note. We're going to do the man code. It's time for the man code. Rules that men should follow, but probably won't. Can't say we didn't tell you. So yes, the man code, the man code of the day. I've gotten such a great response for this. People are laughing at it. You know, no compression pants. I still stand by that. You should not be wearing any compression pants. Unless, unless, you know, there's a disclaimer, unless you're in the Olympics or some professional athlete getting paid tons of money. All right, I, I, I get that. I totally get it. But just for recreational clothing for you to go to the gym, that's a big no-no. Let's just go ahead and leave it at that. But today's actually, today's... Uh, Man code is going to be a little more serious. I've been uh, reading a book. It's called The Art of Being the the Art of the Gentleman, and it's by uh, Bretton K. McKay. And I came across uh, two little points early on in the chapter that I'd like to share that that actually have a big impact. And it and, and it's in reference to table manners. I want to say I'm not trying to be preachy or tell you what to do. I'm guilty of this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort. To improve and try to make these these things better. So rule number one would be unless you're expecting a call from your wife that her water has broken, you, you know you're about to have a child. Keep the phone down, folks. Put it on silent. Put it away. You know, focus on what's important right in front of you. Your children, your wife, you know, your girlfriend. If if you're dating somebody, you know, how how long? Like how 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 short is your attention span? That or how disinterested are you in engaging in, in the person you're having dinner with that you have to look at your phone? I, I mean, when you think about it, like, what kind of signal does that send to my wife? If I'm on my phone, you know, we're finally at dinner, dinner, I can spend time with her. I'm on my phone, not talking to her, not looking at her. What kind of signal does that give? So focus focus on, on your family and children. Put the phone down for a little bit. I mean, how long is dinner? An hour? You know, Facebook, Instagram, your friends, they can wait an hour and Actually, the, the more important individuals are, are sitting right in front of you. So that's, that's the first point. And the second point is also referring to the dinner. Before you're seated at the dinner table, you know, make sure that your, your wife is seated first. Make sure that your children are taken care of. They're seated down first. Make sure everything is in order before you take a seat. You know, be the man. Look after them. And if, if it's a chair... You know, I actually, I have to work on this. If it's a chair, you know, pull out the chair. Make sure that your wife is seated there first. You know, be be old school. Be a stand-up gentleman. You know, th- we see a lot of guys that just sit down, you know, don't care about their, what's going on with their wife or their children. Their kids are running all over the place. You know, be the man. Take control of the situation. Make sure that your wife is seated first, your children are taken care of, and then take a seat. And then enjoy yourself a big, fat steak and be a man. So that's the, that's today's Man Code. And that's it for this week. And once again, I want to thank you for your love, your support, your encouraging words. And my wife, I thank you. I love you. And I continue to work on new ideas and, and different ways that I can incorporate guests 
to share some ideas and share their story. So be blessed and have an awesome day.